0: I've I have been on this show since episode one. I'm pretty sure I know all there is to know about the Toxic Avenger. You know what I'm talking about, douche. If you were forcing me to watch romantic comedies, then I would be putting my
1: head in a blender. Take my breath away! Mm-hmm. Kellen McGillis, top gun in Eugene. IMDB gives you no points. Mm-hmm. I'm totally into this weird Amishness going on and Butter churn sad time. Freaks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks. Thirty-one bucks. Merry fucking Christmas. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I'm Eric Martner. <laughs> Welcome to the show. And am, yes, how are we doing tonight, sir? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, ecstatic that uh, Silent Night Deadly Night is coming out on Blu-ray and uh, possibly coming soon to a theater near you. We shall see. oh fantastic! I'm excited about that too. So. It, and it's going to be both cuts, right? It is going to be both cuts on the Blu-ray, but uh, from the rumblings that I'm hearing, uh, the 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 uncut footage that is on the VHS and the DVD and the Anchor Bay Blu-ray, which is basically uh, basically the DVD, it's the same quality. Uh, all of the uncut footage was of VHS quality, and supposedly uh, Scream Factory has has acquired. Not supposedly. Like the Screen Factory has acquired the, uh, I believe, the original elements for that uncut footage that, thus far, only been available in VHS. So, very soon, the wow. true definitive edition of my favorite slasher movie of all time is heading for Blu-ray and theaters. Are you going to get the big, expensive one? With no, the figure? you know, no. I just give me, give me a slipcover and some special features, and I'm. I'm geeking out. That's all on I mean. you. I don't need the Billy thing, now, especially not for 70 bucks.
0: Ah, you're not super fan number one, then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 31 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite line in the movie, by the way. Where, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Cool.
0: Uh, I'm doing okay, I yeah. guess. I'm so tired. Oh, my God. Oh. Just so freaking busy running hither and to, as we always say at the beginning of every freaking episode.
1: Did uh did you sleep okay last night, or are we going on zero sleep again? Uh, Last night wasn't too bad. I It's, it's becoming routine. The
0: boys keep wanting to get up at, like, 5.30, and then we like, we're like we like, go to bed. I uh, don't want to. Wine, wine. Fine. Go downstairs and watch TV. Then it's bang, 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 slam, and then they never close the door, so the dogs come up, and then they lick uh, you in the face, and it's like... Oh, that sounds <Stretch> awful. Yes. Uh, well, last night I laid down the law, and... No more of this. When I say stay in bed till the sun comes up, you stay in bed. And they did pretty good. So didn't mean anything to me because I still wake up
1: at, you know, five thirty, six o'clock. And I'm like, well, I'm awake now. So yep. there's yep. that. Yeah, me too. I'll, I'll tell you what, I am now to the point where uh, I get my best work done in the morning because I'm up so early that by the time I'm to the theater, I am... I am checking things off the list of things to do, and I I really like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I'm lucky I get to make
0: my own schedule. Just as long as my work gets done, nobody Me too. cares. Yeah. And seven to three—that's my—that's my time frame. I like to be done by then. Yeah. I. Two or three days this week, I have tried to hit a dollar movie, and every single time, something has come up, and I just can't yeah and it, oh i'm I'm ready to get back in the
1: theater and watch watch an actual kind of current release, but i work <sighs> at a I work at a movie theater and I barely have time to watch movies in a movie theater <laughs> it's just it's just there's just and it's not just the, especially for you and I it's not just the fact that you know, yeah, we love movies, but we have families with you know young kids, and that takes up a lot of time. Uh time that used to go to watching movies. and I'm
0: genuinely looking forward to winter, to when you can't be outside doing things. Yeah. It's when it's... Let's all go in our caves.
1: And I'm yeah. like, yes,
0: you go in your cave, I'll go in my man closet here. And-
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and watch the roulettes. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Speaking of oh which, boy. are you ready for that?
0: Not really, but uh, I guess we'll do it. Right. And... It's like a stomach (sighs) flu. Here it comes. There's nothing we can do about it. Just grin and bear it. I don't really know much about your movie or your report, but, uh, and it's your turn to go first, but uh, let's dive in the ocean of cinema and find those gems in the rough. And (laughs) I, look, I didn't want to be one of those podcasts that just a little preview of my review that, that just shits on every movie because there's a million of those out there. I know that we do shit on plenty of movies, but it's more about trying to shine a light on the good movies, the ones that people don't see or that you, that slip yes. your radar. But there are some, some times where you kind of just gotta call it on the carpet and, and I, I am not feeling very forgiving this week. So. Excellent. Good. Oh, you're happy about that. Oh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Lead us off with demonic.
1: (sighs) Well, I will start off by saying this is certainly better than... I literally don't remember the title of the movie that I watched last uh, podcast. What was the roulette I watched? Um, Patchwork? Oh, 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 that thing. Yes. So, right from the get-go, I'll say that this is competently made, and this is a movie with a budget and some talent um, behind the camera, and and I guess in front of the camera too, Uh demonic. <clears throat> Police officer and a psychologist investigate the deaths of five people who were killed while trying to summon ghosts. And I'm going to start by saying, oh, and the, the poster art says from the, you know, James Wan presents. So this is one of those type things, you know. Quentin Tarantino presents. Eli Roth presents. This is James Wan's James Wan presents. And... I will say. Can we write
0: you a check? Can we put your name on this as a producer? Yeah.
1: And for what it's worth, this, like I said, it's competently made. And there is probably a time in my life that if I would have watched this movie, I would have been like, that was a good movie. Probably when I was 16 years old or 17 years old, but I am not that age anymore. I am a lot older. And the obnoxious, annoying 20 somethings in this movie just are that. You're, uh, you're, annoying and obnoxious and there was a seed of a good idea in this with this kind of police procedural mixed with a haunted house possession type thing going on that I kind of liked but why do you have to make all the characters so annoying and obnoxious and you don't like anybody and all of them feel like they're actors reciting lines And, and having said that the acting was not of the Patchwork kind. the The acting in this was was fine. I mean, they were doing good enough with the scripts that they had. Uh, I mean, they had Maria Bello was in this, I and mean, she's a known name actress. Uh, Frank uh, Frank Grillo, he's a name actor. So they these people have you know been in big movies, but just anything with the twenty somethings in the house, I'm just like, oh come on! And then we have the twist type ending that you see coming a mile away and uh, yuck (laughs) no i it was not for me but i am not going to say that this movie is unwatchable because this is well enough made that i'm sure that there will be some horror fans out there that will like this that will watch it and be like that wasn't too bad um but it just for me i i've seen this so often and all it would have taken for me to actually genuinely like the movie would have been likable characters and I would have been on board. But even, even Maria Bello's character and her love interest, uh, Frank Grillo, who is detective Mark Lewis in this movie, like I, even if they would have been, I guess, better written, they were okay, but ugh, it just, eh, no, no, <laughs> not for me. If I want like well-made really well-made, low-budget, independent-type movie, The Devil's Candy. That's one... That's, like, tops on my list right now, and The Void, of movies with a pretty low budget that probably had a budget similar to what this movie had. Because this movie... Yeah, the budget here estimated $3 million. That's pretty darn good, right? Well,
0: I mean, if you're getting Maria Bello and Frank Grillo, that's really impressive. Yeah.
1: So, ah, just come on. Refine your script. And not every twenty something has to be an obnoxious annoying douchebag. Yeah. But in this movie they are. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, there you go. Demonic. It wasn't it wasn't the worst thing ever but it's not for me. Okay. And on my side it was
0: Dead Awake. A young woman must save herself and her friends from an ancient evil that stalks its victims through the real life phenomenon of sleep paralysis. And we talked about the docu- or half documentary The Nightmare. About sleep paralysis and the Hag, and yep. everybody seeing the same thing, and that they kind of took that premise and turned it into a horror movie. I uh, use uh, <laughs> starring Jocelyn Donahue. Oh, oh ha- that's a Blair Witch Project. No. Ah, uh. House of the Devil. Oh, House of the Devil, real? Uh oh. And oh Jes- boy. Jesse Bradford, which uh, exists. Lori Petty, which I love. Lori Petty. But, yeah, this was a, just a great big pile of shit. I mean, going back uh, to <laughs> epic, epic tales of, of piles of shit like... um,
1: Not the Western horror thing.
0: Uh, uh, not <laughs> quite that bad,
1: but... The Chosen bad? No. The not.
0: Chosen. It's getting close to that level. I mean, I hated this movie. And it went on and on and on. I was like, I think, well, well, it's isn't too bad. I mean, it's not great, but are we wrapping things up? Nope, there's 50 minutes left. And I'm like, dear God in heaven. And (laughs) there might be about three, like, if you watch the trailer, there's a bunch of scenes where the hag is coming at you, and it's a startling, kind of like that Asian thing where all of a sudden ghost lady with hair in her face is crawling up over your bed all creepy. You know, I thought it was going to be like that. There's maybe three scenes of that in the entire, I think it's an hour and fifty minutes long, or yeah. hour, I, it felt like it an, an eternity. But the thing that makes this a total failure in my book is one, they didn't have nearly enough of those kinds of scare stuff in it. Not nearly enough. Two, um, what was I gonna say? The, uh, the, the characters were idiots. I mean, Idiots. Okay, so they they get to the pr- idea that maybe we can kill this demon thing if we recognize that someone's in the sleep paralysis, then we hit him with adrenaline, then maybe they'll be able to make con. It's like a, a contact with her and take her. It's like a nightmare in Elm Street scenario. If you fall asleep, then it can get you. So you got to stay awake, and you know, but just horribly executed. So. Every time they try one of these flatliners type scenarios, where okay, you go to sleep and I'll watch you, and then when you start to not breathe, I'll hit you with the stuff, then you can attack, they fucks it up. Like the very first time, okay, she's in it. Quick, grab the needle. Oh, let me get the needle ready. Do 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 do. do take the cap off, and then I drop it under the couch, and then it's where it's giant panic, and it's like, why are you not ready? Be ready. You know what I mean? Just like okay, well, it's the first try. We fuck fuck that one up. We'll try again. Okay, you fall asleep. We got this other system that'll make it, that'll kind of auto-inject it. It'll be all right, so we don't drop anything again. Okay, cool. All right, it's happening. Now's the time to hit the button. Oh, crap, I trip over the coffee table, and I drop the thing somewhere uh... else. And that, like, every time they tried to do it, it was like, you're just a bunch of idiots. Like, oh, it just, it made me hate the main characters. I wanted them to die. You know what I mean? It. And I know shit happens, but it didn't raise tension. It just made me hate the movie
1: and was hate it, the people in it. But b- because they were trying to pad the runtime by doing stuff like that? or I
0: i don't know why you need to pad the runtime. You could have cut this down to 70 minutes and it still would have been fucking boring. Yeah. And it was hour 50. I don't know how long it was. It sure felt like it was that long. Let me check here. Uh, everybody's terrible in it. the uh, It's 99 minutes. Of course it is. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> it still felt like a frickin' eternity, man. Um, I give F this movie gets an F. I, wow. nothing, there's no reason to visit this movie. If you've never watched a horror movie in your life, you might like this movie or if you, and you're looking for a scare, maybe this'll do it for you. But this was a mishmash of ripping off a bunch of other movies that did it, did everything better in every respect. Would you so say this is the
1: worst roulette you've seen this year?
0: Mm, I think there was something else. I'd have to look back at the list, but I think there was something else that was
1: worse. Yeah, Patchwork right now, I think that uh, holds holds the top honor, I think. But, oh, I've watched some shit. <laughs> yeah, and we forget, too. You
0: go back and you're like, well, wait, what was that again? Oh, that, yeah. That. that, yes. It yep. definitely, I mean, just going on a little bit of memory, I'd say top three worst. For sure, this was garbage. Absolute garbage. (laughs) And, yeah, I I was angry watching it. I just... just, (sighs) Rule of freaks. And and (laughs) depressed. (laughs) And then I was like, I recognize that girl. What was she in? Oh, House of the Devil. Why are you in this? Yeah. I mean, she has some other decent credits to her name. She was great
1: in House of the Devil.
0: Wow. Yeah, she was. This was... Oh, and and it all—the <clears throat> first act all starts off with her playing her, her twin. There's lots of—I I know it's a low-budget movie, and you got to do what you got to do. And I give i will give you kudos that you did well with her playing both roles and a lot of a stand-in with the back-to-back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there were only a few scenes where they were literally side by side uh, in the same shot that would have required any bit of a special effect. I think uh, a, a, a digital effect. Yeah. So they, okay, kudos to that, but, uh, you know what, why it reminded me of the chosen? See, it's coming back to me now. Because her sister is a little unhinged, and she's the sane one, and then they go to a bar or something, or they're at a birthday party, and then the unhinged one gets mad or flustered, and then leaves to, and then she goes home, and I'm like, oh, she just went home, whatever. And her dad is in the, on the couch, and I'm like, you live with your parents? I'm like, you, you You look like you're... I mean, you're probably like 28 or 30. Why? What? Don't worry, Dad. I came home and I'm not drunk. No, it's okay. Oh, I'll see you in the morning. And I'm like, why are you living with your parents at this age? I don't understand. Maybe I'm just... Maybe she was just spending the night there. She's in from out of town. I'm not quite understanding. No, no, she's not. She lives with her parents. So I went to see... How old is she? Oh, yeah, she's 35.
1: <laughs>
0: and they never explain that whatever i just stuff like that where i'm like what why and the parents were such a non-issue you could have completely cut them out of the movie would have made no difference but just dumb shit like enough of this movie let's yeah. move on to the next round
1: yay <sighs> oh yeah the next round well are you ready for your roulette picks, sir <laughs> nope Okay. To well, to bend first... over and lube it up. Oh, because it's coming in hard. Okay, first up is Mutant Hunt from 1987 from Wizard Video. And I remember this one as a kid, walking through the grocery store with my mom. And while she would get groceries, I would be scouring the very feeble uh, amount of VHS <laughs> tapes on the wall. And this was one of them, which had this cyborg-looking dude... With a long claw arm that is grabbing some dude by the neck. And there's a pretty much naked lady by his feet. Like, someday I will watch that. And someday has not come yet, but it might come for you. Uh, Z, a cold and vicious genetic scientist, discovers a way to alter alter harmless human cyborgs into bloodthirsty killing machines, which he plans to use for his own gain. 75 minutes. You wait. You said Z? Yeah. What is Z? Z. That's the, the the letter Z. That's the guy's name. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were describing a different movie. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, next up is another wizard video called Robot Holocaust from 1986. Uh, again, the cover is just incredibly way too cool from the same director, Tim Kincaid. Another, uh, Hour and 75 minute long movie. A highly unlikely band of heroes. Hour
0: and 75 minute long movie. Good
1: God. (laughs) 75 minute long movie. A highly unlikely band of heroes traverses a post apocalyptic wasteland to rescue a scientist from the tyrannical dark one and his army of robots. There's that. Mm, A lot of wandering in the desert for an hour and 10 minutes, I'm guessing. Yes. uh, (laughs) We can only hope. Um, okay. And, last but not, well, almost last, uh, Striker from 1983. Oh, and, nice! Um, nah, nah.
0: <laughs> to hell with the devil!
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> almost. Or maybe. Uh The world's water supply, of course, has dried up due to some sort of something. Apocalypse. A beautiful woman <laughs> holds a secret to where one of the last spring's... Uh, being guarded by a group of Amazons. it's a Road Warrior type knockoff, I guess. But supposedly, it's kind of a cross between Road Warrior and maybe Rambo. Um, hmm. It kind of sounds like that Patrick Swayze thing I watched. Yes, exactly. Hour and 25 minutes. So there's three short not good movies, I'm guessing. And then, mm-hmm. if you do want... Um, I'll, t- I'll take one of those. Well, it's are you fine. sure? Okay, yeah. because I was going to throw a new release, Netflix, your way, but okay. That's all right. Uh,
0: and for you, uh, here's your crap pick of the week, The Forgotten, Uh, because Eugene needs horror. After a teenager goes to live with his father in the abandoned public housing, he wears strange noises and decides to investigate with his new friend, (laughs) and probably an HD camera, and probably making a YouTube show or some dumb shit, uh, Little Evil. I was bumped into a listener this week out and about and requested, gave me his review of Little Evil and said that he liked it. Gave it a thumbs up. Said we should watch it. I said, no, I'll throw it to Eugene. (laughs) While investigating the death of her twin sister in her sleep, I fucked up. This is like four weeks in a row. (laughs) Oh, my God. Little Evil. It's been on the roulette before. It's a comedy, horror.
1: uh, The Omen. The Omen comedy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there you go. And lastly, I threw you a safe pick, Foo Fighters Back and Forth Documentary. The history of the Foo Fighters comes alive in this documentary from their demo tapes through the creation of their 2011 album, Wasting Light. Uh, there you go. You're
1: up first. Okay. Um, I think that I'm going to pick Little Evil, just uh, because it's one that, that's on my queue, and that is one that I, regardless of the roulette, I was planning on watching that pretty soon anyway, so might as well... Dive on that one and make it official. All right. Good.
0: And I will take Mutant Hunt. (laughs) Ha ha! I'm a little weary, wary of the... Not weary. Wary of the apocalypse themes of the other two because there's lots of wandering in the desert and rags and... Yeah. A mutant attack uh guy with a boil
1: on his face. he's a mutant uh, you know, so that kind of thing which... seriously, you are watching a childhood memory of of mine like if someone would say what's one of the movies that you remember as a child looking through the VHS stores, it would be Toxic Avenger and honestly like uh, the robot Holocaust that's like I remember that so vividly like that not cover robot is... Holocaust. Or I'm Mutant sorry. Hunt, Mutant Hunt, yeah, Mutant. They're both of them were on the okay. the, the wall. But what's funny is that um, I remember the cover of the VHS said "Too Violent to Show in Theaters." I'm like, and as my young brain thinking, "Oh, ho, 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 this is going to be so awesome when I'm old enough to watch it." And I haven't, but you're gonna watch it for me. I am, and the adult brain
0: knows that the "Too Violent to Show in Theaters" was actually we couldn't get this into the theaters because yes. it's
1: garbage. Yep,ers. <laughs> So you you watch that and then you, whatever your review is, that doesn't matter. I'll get it on Blu-ray as soon as they release it from God knows what company. Probably Full Moon, I would imagine. Yeah. So,
0: all right, there you go. Next week on the Roulette, it will be Mutant Hunt up against Little Evil. I mean, my God,
1: <laughs>
0: it's just the cream of the crop of movies here on this show.
1: Oh, and I think back to like when I when I reviewed uh, or when one of my Roulettes was White God. And that was like a masterpiece to me. And now we're reviewing and watching these things. <laughs> Movie freaks. Right. Movie freaks. <laughs>
0: Are you ready to move on? Let's do some theater ticket lottery. Okay. Get out your tickets, kids. And this is a game we play where we, uh, we've kept our ticket stubs from all the movies we've seen over the years. And we uh, dig through them and pull them out and try and guess what the other person is going to pull out what genre, and then see if there's any stories behind it. Okay, um, it's your, let's see, I, I forget how I do this. You go, it's your up first, but
1: it, dealer's choice. Do you want me to draw one, or do you want me to guess? Um, I why don't you pick a, a movie ticket. I'm gonna guess that you're gonna pick out a sci-fi movie. I'm gonna go with the safe okay. pick this time. Let me just shuffle up
0: my box here. Oh, we got like three here. Let's. See. Oh, it's a long one, boy. A bunch. Oh my lord! Look at this. I wa- I must have gone with four people. They're still connected. Wow! And they gave you all their ticket stubs. I guess. Uh, science fiction. Hmm. I think it'd be a stretch to call this science fiction. I I think we'd call it fantasy. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time.
1: Yeah, that's more fantasy. Yeah, that's not sci-fi. Okay. Who'd you Uh, see that with? I have no idea. Four
0: people, apparently.
1: But you did not
0: like it. (laughs) Oh, I hated that movie so bad. I was really disappointed because I, I wanted it to be good, And because I'm a fan of the games, the first, especially the first three, well, first three, the, um, not, I know, not the original three, the, the, or the original ones on the computer. I mean, the first three that came out for PS2.
1: Yeah. Groundbreaking
0: games. Yeah, good game. Totally fun. Awesome. But, um, and I was like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, it's a little weird, but whatever. Okay. And I can go with it. And it looked like it had hit the nail on the head and. I hated it. I hated everything about it. It was just as generic and bland as some of those national treasures can be and the, the story didn't make sense and it had, it had all of those stupid movie cliches that I hate. Like they jump and dive into water and they jump out and they jump on a horse. Two seconds later, they're dry. Just little, I know it's nitpicky, but when it, a movie is packed full of that crap, I, oh, I just hated it. I thought the, it- most of the fighting was chintzy, and uh, it was not for me. I, I watched it again to see if maybe I was just in a bad mood that day, and no, no, I, I still hated it. Ben Kingsley is in that too, right? Is he the bad guy?
1: I Yeah, I think so.
0: I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I, I watched it a couple times, know.
1: and I, every time I've watched it, it was service. I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Serviceable entertainment, entertainment for me. But my expectations after your review... My expectations were so low that I'm like, that wasn't that bad.
0: But <laughs> hey, there's lots of stuff that everybody hates. That I'm like,
1: all right, that's okay.
0: I was entertained, so yeah. I can't, I can't fault you on that. But for me, no.
1: I will, I will say this about that movie is the uh, the two times that I, I think I watched it twice now. Both times were with my wife, and she enjoyed it. She really liked it, and that definitely helps my enjoyment if knowing that my significant other is really enjoying a movie and she did really like that movie so i take that into account as well well obviously
0: and if my wife loved that movie randomly i'd be like oh, all right you know i could yeah. be watching far worse stuff exactly like, go ahead yep I, I like i if you were forcing me to watch romantic comedies then i would be like putting my head in a blender yeah the prince of persia all right all right whatever okay yep um right there with you. <laughs> Okay. okay, we're heading into October. I feel like my luck is changing. Give me a horror movie. Here we go.
1: And the winner is <laughs> Seed of Chucky. You, sir, have yes. got a point. Although it's comedy slapsticky weirdness, Seed of Chucky would definitely fall under horror. Yes. Um and this is one where I don't think that you really liked this one but I I thought it was actually pretty good. I every time I watch it I'm like, you know, that's weird enough that I enjoyed it but I I recall you didn't like it. It's very uh, John Watersy and he was actually in the movie. Yeah, and I like John Waters. I just I think
0: I think I don't know, did I watch that twice? feel like i watched that again and i was sort of like all right it's not that bad yeah, i didn't it's... like it the first time but the second time i was like yeah i think because i was riding so high off of bride of chucky exactly it's not which, that yeah it's not that which is unfortunate i, I, I just that series really peaked at bride of chucky for me it's yeah, i agree fun dumb freddie versus jason e type yeah humor is wait who directed that was that ronnie U? yeah ronnie you Oh, well there you go. Framers yeah. Jason and and that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And this one here it's like that but not as good and it's they are they're it's way more comical uh but it's every time I watch it I'm like, "You know, that's a good drunken evening." It's just a <laughs> fun drinking movie. It's not long at all. That's one series that I like every single Chucky movie. They have not made one where I'm like that sucked. Every one I enjoy on some level and yeah, of uh, Seed of Chucky was entertaining, especially a, Going in with the John Waters point of view, with that—that's the type of humor yeah. they're going for. It's—it's it's fun. I like John Waters, and there's there's another one coming, right? Or did it already come? Oh out? yeah, no, it's actually I think it's going to be on Netflix in October. Yeah, hey, there you go. So, okay, what do you want? Um, oh boy, action! I think it's time for an action movie.
0: Um Yeah, I will give you a point for this. Right. Pretty easily I'd say. Blade. Nice. Alright. Wow. Six twenty five at Tins uh six dollars twenty five cents Tinseltown movie. Ten twenty. Man, that's a good movie. That's another one series that I'm like, I need uh I think it will those qualify as horror at all? Because it's man. vampire. I mean, vampires
1: yeah. creature feature. I think you kind of got to give it. Yeah, especially part two, man. Part two, I, especially because it was Guillermo del Toro, felt very horrorish. I mean, it was pretty gory and dark and fan you know, fantasy horror type. Yeah, I love part two, man. Part two kicked ass.
0: Yes, it does. Ooh, that, that might be a a little bit of a vacation for me in the upcoming horrorthon to hit the blade movies it says it's it's listed on IMDB as action horror all right <laughs> nice okay hmm what do I want um, oh you never fail to bring up a comedy let's go for a comedy <laughs> no looking
1: <laughs> what? I don't even know what this movie is. Um, Research time. Okay, the movie is called Crossroads. I don't know what that is. Is that the Britney Spears movie? Oh, it is. Oh. You saw that in the theater? That was for my then-girlfriend. I think I know, I could guess which girlfriend that was, too. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, Crossroads. I watched that in the theater. (laughs) I remember nothing of it but uh oops I did it again I <laughs>
0: wait a minute hold on I'm on IMDb and it is PG-13 listed this is in order comedy oh no way drama romance so you act, oh that sucks you got another point that's that's now well now wait a minute if there's three things it's listed as do I get a full point or
1: what do you do you even remember it I have no I... You had to tell me that Britney Spears started in it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, okay. Well, uh. I
0: guess, I mean, since it's three genres listed, should I get a third of a point? Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then again, if, I mean, Blade was
1: action horror, so I can't, I'm not going to give you half a point for that. yeah. Blade is definitely more of a of an action movie than Crossroads is a comedy, but I don't know a thing about it. Mean, maybe it is the funniest thing ever, and I just don't remember it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I find that theory highly a suspect. Yeah, she let's, might, just go,
0: let's just do half points. Okay. So she I'm might gonna, take on a
1: horde point. of the undead. I have no idea what the movie's about, but I saw it. <laughs> I'm going to go point five. Uh. Uh, we'll,
0: We'll stick to that. I think that's probably fair, because I have no idea. They're all laughing on the cover, so
1: something must be funny. Okay, yeah. Oops, <laughs> I did it again. I... <laughs> wow, uh, I saw that and paid money for it. For, for wow. two people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You poor bastard. What do you want? Oh, wow. Uh, let me write that down. Let me just make a note of that. Let me make a note of that so I can watch that again. crossroads. Uh, crossroads. <laughs> okay, for you... um B. Spears. <laughs> wow. Um Wow. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to, like... I'm going to put all of my cards on, like, a specific genre here. Western. Wow, that's going out there. I know. Just in the off chance that this is, like, worth ten points, maybe. Huh? No, probably not. Uh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you a two. Okay.
0: Okay, and... Uh-oh. It's really faded. Oh, I got it here. I am legend.
1: Uh, he could be considered kind of a... No. Uh, a gunslinger <laughs> of the future, right? He's... Nah, no, not really. <laughs> Half a point? Quarter no, of a point? Not, not. Him and his dog in the in New York City. Yeah, <laughs> and New York City is kind of the old West now. See, ah, no. there, I make a very valid point. Well, let's go to IMDb and see what it says. <laughs> Western <laughs> slash sci-fi <laughs> slash comedy, probably.
0: <laughs> Starring Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Drama, horror, sci-fi. Yeah. IMDb gives you no points. Okay. Sorry, sir. Well, um, I'm not sure who I saw that in the theater with. Maybe you? This was a bit of an odd ticket. Hold on. Screen 2. I can't.
1: It's really... uh Maslin 12. Oh, that was probably me then. Yeah, I could see that. Us watching that on like a weekday. Uh, th-
0: 3.40 p.m.
1: 2007. Wow. Ten years ago. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I remember, you know, I remember very little of the movie other than people hated the CGI in it, and I don't remember enough about the, I, I've watched it I think one time in the theater. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I don't think I've watched it since then. Oh, that really surprises
0: me. I, I've watched it a few times, and I, I watched the, uh I don't know if it was director's cut or the alternate ending cut. I mean, there was a little bit of a snafu there with the ending. And I, I thought that the, Whatever the alternate cut ending was, I thought that was much better than the theatrical cut ending. I can't even remember what the difference was right now, but I feel... I, I, I just remember thinking, why didn't they make that the ending? Oh, because it's a downer, or, or oh, maybe it was happier? Yeah. I can't remember if it was a downer or it was happier. I I forget. Uh, anyway. I feel like that it was the ballsier choice, and they should have kept that original ending, but instead went with this other
1: end. Yeah. I kind of remember his character has a blood, like his blood is the cure or something, and I, yeah. I don't know. Something like that. His dog dies and he has to kill
0: his zombie dog, and, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. In the Old West, or, yeah. <laughs> He's the gunslinger. Yep.
1: <laughs> Except I don't think he had any guns. Oh, really? He drove a really cool Mustang, which is Westernish. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a lone cowboy horse, steel horse. Yeah, okay. Oh, Mustang is a horse. Yeah. See, hey, he was chasing <laughs> down deer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Practically had a cowboy hat. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to pick one more for you. Um, let me just put this win nail in the coffin. I'm going to go horror again.
1: Okay. Doubling down. And the winner is... Nope, sorry, Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone. I almost picked Action. Which, another movie that I recall liking, but remembering nothing of it. I've watched it several times. It's got a lot of hate, and it's
0: not entirely wrong that it, does, but I still think it has some excellent driving scenes, some really interesting um, uh, story. You know, I don't know. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Is that uh,
1: Rennie Harlan? It is Rennie Harlan. Yep. Yep. Uh, Back when he was still big-time, like, theatrical movie director. (laughs) And now... Not so much. uh, What was the last thing he
0: did? It was... Oh boy. I think he was it, on the roulette at some point or, or did, another.
1: He did, uh, the movie that you did, the, uh, found footage thing. Remember that one? He did a found footage in the snow. Yeah, the,
0: up in the snow. and the, Yeah, and that was a good movie.
1: Yeah. His, oh, Legend of Hercules. That was a theatrical release, I guess. It bombed, but it was theatrical. Ugh. Yeah. 12 rounds. I remember watching that one with John Cena. That was not good. And they made a sequel to that. Oof. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, but then, I mean, the guy, I mean, man, he directed, uh, well, let's see here. Did he direct, uh, Cliffhanger?
0: Yes. Oh, wow. Rennie Harlan's had some hits. Man,
1: Die Hard 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and he's got some good movies. Even Deep, uh, Deep Blue Sea was a good movie. Long Kiss Goodnight.
0: Which is, would never get made today. No. Uh, but, yeah, uh, anyway, Okay. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little distracted. I'm doing a screen capture here because your Skype froze and you have the dumbest face.
1: Oh, like,
0: my head <laughs> froze? Uh. your picture did. It, it literally looked like a sex doll with your mouth open ready to blow something. Which? And, uh,
1: which is not far from the truth.
0: Oh, you're like spoiler alert, my Skype did not freeze.
1: Yeah, take my <laughs> breath away. <laughs> du, du, du. <laughs> Okay. Is Top Gun <laughs> and Eugene.
0: That's <laughs> uh, a trifecta of I don't even know theater I, ticket lottery. There you go, one point yep. five to one. I win. Damn, ah, I've been on a losing streak.
1: Oh, that was a pretty good, pretty good round there. Yeah, not bad. Somewhere in my stack of movie tickets is Top Gun, and I can't wait to pick that one out because I'm gonna just have a. Homorotic volleyball gaming I don't know where I'm going with that but it's gonna happen
0: <laughs> can't have one episode without top Gun I don't think <laughs> uh, you're up first with recently watched sir and we have plenty of time okay now on to the good stuff maybe 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 um anything revolutionary that you want to talk about
1: uh yes uh I want to talk about the latest movie from Peter Berg that I watched called Patriot's Day which was a total surprise for for me um we both know what Patriot's Day is correct yeah i'll explain it real quick here this is the uh the movie about the uh 2013 Boston Marathon bombing and uh if you've seen any Peter Berg movies about real life events it follows that to a T as far as like his directing style. Like this very much feels like I know deep yeah Deepwater horizon was a true story too, but it feels like that and lone survivor. It very much has a, when he makes these types of movies, it feels kind of the same, like the kingdom right in line. Like they all have the same feel, uh, but I'll tell you what, this was a good movie. I was very impressed with, With the movie, Uh, the acting was really good. It was two hours and ten minutes that flew by. Uh, Acting was really good. Mark Wahlberg was believable. J.K. Simmons was good. Um, And I really liked... uh, uh, Not John Goodman. uh, John Goodman was good in it, too. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Anytime Kevin Bacon that's a hell of a cast. Yeah, the, the cast is really, really good in this. And... I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever, but um it was just a really well-made movie, and it wasn't so a pr- like they try to hitch in the feels in the end, like they always do with these types of movies, like you know, in in memory of. Uh, but for a kind of a timeline type thing, and that's how he made the movie is, you know, ten thirteen p.m. or I mean, ten thirteen a.m. This is happening, and blah 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 blah, and, and it then it it's the whole immediacy of what's happening i really really liked it but i bought this on blu-ray and this is definitely one like halfway through i'm like i really wish my wife would be watching this with me because she would probably love this it's tense uh big budget type uh it's really good cinema i really like peter berg by the way i most of his movies i i enjoy even battleship for what it is is mildly entertaining it's silly, but it's got good special effects. But his movies are pretty good. Yeah,
0: he's made some movies that I quite enjoy. I think that, uh, what was that one he did with Will Smith, the superhero one? that? Hancock. Everybody, Yeah, everybody hated that movie. That and I wasn't was. bad. That's not bad. Yeah. I wish it would have been longer. I wish there would be a sequel. It's, it's some interesting premise.
1: Yeah. So, I, I'm not sure what you would think of it. It's not, I mean, it is heavy subject matter. But uh he did it in a way that was really good and there's a shootout in the movie uh that is so well done and i'm like did it really go down like this because this is batshit nuts this is crazy wow so check it out sometime it's a good movie i've got it on blu-ray if you want to borrow it sometime it's uh yours for the taking yeah maybe someday
0: no oh, you're not yeah no. uh, uh, again it's the same as a kind of like a war movie it's real life tragedy and i'm like yeah
1: it's it, it is very heavy at times uh yeah. But well made enough to where I appreciated it, and it was, that was a solid movie.
0: Cool. Hey, you're moving again. Fantastic. Hey. You look like you're coming at me with your mouth. Oh, Um. wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Take my breath out. (laughs) I sent you the picture. Um, oh, you want to do another one?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean,. I'm going to talk about John Wick 2. I know that you already already did, but I might as well just so that we can both be, Sure. you know. So, I watched John Wick 2. These are all movies I bought all from Family Video. They did the buy 3 for 20 bucks or whatever and all three of the ones I bought I'm like that's worth the $7 or 650 for me. Um John Wick 2 is pretty much everything you said. I echo. I it's not as good as the first one, but it's serviceable action movie. I, it almost numbed me after a while with all of the gunplay, which was really cool, but uh, I don't know. After a while, I'm like, oh, okay, I, yes, another shot to the head, another shot to the head. I, it's cool, but the first one was a bit more unique, I guess, in that. And this just felt like the first one made a lot of money. So here's part two. They expand a little bit on the, the whole, how how these hitmen operate and everything, and I like how it the ended. Universe. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, the universe. I like how it ended, and I do like that that uh, Keanu Reeves is he's kind of he kind of right now has his own little his I don't know what you call it his, little his, friend, his, own, his, his own...
0: his yeah well his own
1: little Liam Neeson thing going. Yeah. on. Yeah, and I think it's cool. Man, he's a badass in it. I mean, he I, he genuinely is a badass in it. I would if I would see him in a movie like like. If this would be real life, and I'd see him. I'd be like, that dude looks scary. I think that he could yeah. probably kill me. I agree. So, I liked, I, and the movie
0: itself, it is, the action was a step down because you did get numb to it after a while. That's a yeah. good way of putting it. It was, what, what did I say in that review? It was something, something action one, one shot headshot man or something. Yeah. But it was, it was like, give me a break. <laughs> and then, um, but I thought that, yeah, and I compared it to Boondock Saints too, in that, the story that they set up was so interesting, especially like the the world that they built in the very end, the way that they ended. It was like, okay, now I really want to see part three. Yes. Even though the action was a step down from part one, part one was a cool contained story and part
1: two just kind of blew
0: it up. Yes. And I want to yeah. see where they're going to go from here. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to make a third one. I think this one did well enough to merit it. Yeah.
1: Ian McShane was really good in it, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, it felt, his character almost felt like the character in Predators, where he's here to explain <laughs> things for us. Thank you, and bye-bye. Yes. Bye. Yep. <laughs> Something with pigeons, I don't even yeah, remember. pigeons and I was a homeless guy, whatever it was, and like, you're the Predators guy, where you explain <laughs> things, and now you send everybody on their merry way, and we're back to the story. All I can think about during that whole thing is, is I,
0: I'd be like, Matrix! Matrix, yeah. right? How's it going? Have you seen yep. you guys since? How You know, what's up? How you doing? Blue pills and red pills, am I right? And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm such a dork. They both hate me. And, <laughs> wow, well, what? I missed whatever pigeon thing he's talking about. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> but it was it totally worth the money, and I'll eventually watch it again. I liked the first one better, but it was good. Yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah. I, the ending was so interesting, because it's yeah. like, oh,
1: the everybody in the entire world
0: are assassins.
1: Yeah. They're they're obviously, yeah, like you said, setting things up for part three and I will watch part three and if they continue along this route it'll be enjoyable. It'll be a yeah. good movie.
0: You know what part three should be? Expendables four. Ooh. The Expendables are put together by the Assassins League to go after
1: Keanu Reeves. And he just and he kills them. Whips all. ass. <laughs> oh, that would that would rule so hard. That would rule like the picture that you just sent of me giving a blowjob to the air. <laughs> You're like, this is what I looked at that for like 15 minutes. I wow. <laughs> I'm trying to How did you keep a straight face? Because I looked at that. and I'm like, keep it together. Because that's that's ground for you're, you're singing
0: a- you're singing Top Gun songs at me, and it's
1: like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Wow, that picture, is save. Oh, that's like blackmail money. Oh, wow, that's bad. Okay, anyway,
0: back to I'll put, you. I'll put it up with this episode on the Facebook page. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's, uh, okay to me. What do I want to review? Uh, okay, I've been teasing this one forever, so I'm just going to get it off my list. Berserk The Golden Age Arc Part 2 and 3. I watched Part 1, uh, I, th- I reviewed it on, on the show, I think, a couple years ago, but they finally re- released Part 2 and 3 on Netflix, so I thought, what the hell, I'll watch them. To explain what this is, Berserk is an anime series that, for the Longest Time had one season. It was like Cowboy Bebop in that it was a contained show that had one season, and that was it. There was no more. Mm -hmm. It had... I mean, it's a full season. It's like... I I don't even know how many episodes. It's like six DVDs, so probably 22 episodes or something like that. And I... It's like my top... In my top three of anime shows ever. It's like one long movie. I love the series... It's amazing. So then they released these movies, but they sound very familiar to me. They sound like the show, so what's going on here? Basically, they truncated the show down into a trilogy of 90-minute movies. And that might sound appealing, but I'm telling you, do not watch this stuff. Okay. The show is unbelievably gory all the way throughout, and it's booked Ended literally like in the first episode and the last episode, and maybe one or two sprinkled throughout the entire show with this intensely demonic hell shit. But that's not the core of the show. Most of it is medieval times, this guy trying to get stronger, his name is Guts, and he just murders everybody in his path in disgusting fashion. It's so gory and chuck full of nudity. It's crazy. Okay. But in there is sprinkled these little bits of this demonic hell shit, especially the first episode. And now the first episode, yes. The last episode is like, I think I'm, I might go to hell just watching this shit because it's <laughs> so fucking evil and crazy like it in one episode. It, it's it's like more unsettling than all of Dante's Inferno. But that only pays off if you watch the whole show because you have to see the whole arc. That's the only way you will get to that feeling. If you just go watch that episode, you're not going to get that feeling. You're just going to be like, well, that's okay. That's fucked up, yes, but eh, whatever. It's not that fucked up. You only get there through the emotion of the characters that they built through the entire arc of the show. And and that's not like saying you got to wade through this to get to the good stuff. I'm not saying that at all. Because the characters... Uh, interactions along the way are fascinating. They're really good. It's, it's a very entertaining show all the way through. Just disgustingly gory, dude. I mean, just frickin' gross. So, for people like you that don't like TV, don't like watching a whole season, don't want to spend the time to get through, I, and that's fine. I'm not busting your balls. One day I'm gonna make you watch Berserk.
1: And I will. But if, if,
0: if you go watch these three movies in its place, I will not accept your <laughs> review of Berserk. And the bummer is that you would never visit the season then because the the movies skip around so much that having watched the show, I couldn't even follow the movies. I've already watched it. I know what it should be, but it's like a scene ends and then another scene begins and it's months later and they're talking about things that happen and you're like, wait, what, what? You know, it, it's very confusing. It's okay. like a greatest hits. Uh, of of the show, and again, that sounds appealing. It's not uh, <laughs> you you don't get to appreciate any of the v- disturbing stuff in the show without those character character arcs, and uh, so you know it's a quickie thing they probably put out. Oh, and another thing. They swapped out a lot of hand-drawn animation for quickie CGI animation. Why would they you do that? They replaced some things. I don't know. The, the only thing, the only positive I can say about any of these three movies is in part three, they really expounded on that last episode and put a lot more, they like made it a director's cut and made it much longer. So it's sort of like, go watch the series and then go watch part three of this arc
1: because they just, they just made the, with the fucked up thing, like ten times more fucked up. It was just, crazy. So would I be like, so if I'd watch the show and it sounds like I would like, cause I love Dante's Inferno. Um, so if I'd watched the show, you think that I would enjoy the movies then? No, because you, here's what you could do. You watch the show,
0: then you skip right to part three of the movies. Okay. They're, they're the same thing. They, they just condensed them down into three movies, but they, the movies don't make sense because they cut out so much to get it down to that time frame. So and the CGI that they added is not good at all. It's gross. It, it no, it doesn't look good. I know yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's, eh. other other than part 3 where they added a lot of new stuff where they part 3 was a director's cut of that. Anyway, enough time on Berserk. If you're interested in the show, go watch the fucking show. Don't watch these three movies. They're interesting to check out later as a primer because I think there there's a new uh, s- uh series out. I think they did come out with another series then that follows up. I don't know how you do that or why because of the way this thing ends. It's like it's so horrible. It's like that. Just leave it at that. Let's yeah. just leave it at that. But, um, I, I don't know what they could possibly, what more they could possibly do. But, uh, you know, hey, if, if I get my hands on it, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, anyway. I'll do, I'll do one more here real quick. Mark uh, Marin Too Real. This was his latest stand-up. Uh, it's a Netflix original. And if there's ever a jumping-off point for you to get into Mark Maron shit, this is it. I've watched a couple of his other stand-ups, and I'm like, I really enjoyed them, but that's because I listened to his podcast here and there. And I'm like, eh, not quite enough for me to convince Eugene to get on board. This one? <laughs> oh, yes, sir. This thing put a smile on my face after a bad day like you wouldn't believe. I I would just, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, Eugene would love this. Oh, Eugene would love this. This is Eugene. Oh, yes, sir, 100%. Uh, so, for your first entry into Mark Marin World, I recommend Two Real. It's the most recent one. It just came out, like, last month, Netflix original you have to check this out especially on a bad day you'll be smiling ear to ear it it gets a little slow in the, the middle but it picks up again towards the end you'll be right back on board i think that this will give you a good primer as to who he is as a person
1: and you'll fall in love with him i think so what uh who would he compare to a uh, comedian style like what what's his style like he has a very unique
0: style in that he's Recovering alcoholic, but he's been sober for many, 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 or like 15 years or something. But he's, he also tries to work out his emotional stuff on stage. So like 75% of his stuff is worked out and planned when he goes to do a special, but then 25% of it is like, okay, I got to sit down and just talk about feelings and stuff and we'll see where it goes and I'll be funny. And it's just off the cuff and it works and it's good stuff. It's a lot of emotional stuff that you and I have talked about privately that we deal with as well. Yeah, he very much would fit into our circle. Nice, except okay. for the fact that we still enjoy beverages. Oh he yes, he would not approve of that.
1: <laughs> nice, okay. Um,
0: but I think that this would be a fantastic entry point because it's it's. I mean, he the first ten minutes I was weeping because it's it's Trump stuff, uh, the, and then later he's he's blasting. People with curly mustaches and... uh, oh, 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 dude, you... He he is an original hipster in that he is, like, 50-ish, but he doesn't wear Italian shoes and his jeans and his button-up shirt because he's trying to look cool. That's comfortable for him. So when he sees people that are trying to look cool and be cool... Oh, does he blast the H word in this, in this movie? The H word. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. Back to you. you. Seriously, this is one that you should watch within the next couple of weeks. I'm I will. dying to know what you think of this one.
1: This one here, because of how stressful my life is, I need a good stand up comedy act. Definitely. Another
0: thing. He does swear a fair amount, fair amount of F bombs and all that, but his topics are not that racy. Okay, so like I think Joni might like it too. Hmm. Okay, I mean if it, there's language, but there's not. It's not like abortion. Doug abortion, he, then Satan, Doug, and, St- yeah. Who is it? Doug Stanhope. There. Yes. Uh, uh, oh yes, yeah. CK. Doug. Where it, it's just like, oh, so I got an abortion the other day, and and yeah, like yeah, I dude.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Doug Stanhope and Louis CK are like, they're they're hilarious, but I can only watch those by myself. Late at night, it's, hey,
0: yeah. and even some of their topics, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't want to say they make me uncomfortable, but it's like it it almost feels like you're trying too hard to be edgy. Yeah, instead of actually being edgy, it's like uh, rape rapey. I don't know. They they just they go sometimes it, they just push a little too far into. The, are you just trying to be offensive? Uh, yeah, yeah. Instead of actually just making a joke and well, ah, whatever, but none of that with with uh, this stand up. I think you'll really dig it. And I, I I don't know. You might be all right with the wife on that one. Okay, uh, back to you. Hit okay. me up with a few. So
1: next up for me is the Toxic Avenger. Because why not? Let's talk trauma, <sighs> shall we? Uh, what could you possibly be looking up online about Toxic Avenger right now? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the directors <laughs> and the stars and uh, You don't know that? Uh, I do. I do. But uh, just some more information because there's a lot of information out there about the Toxic Avenger that you may not know about. I've I've, well, <laughs> I've been on this show since episode 1. I'm pretty sure I know all there is to know about the Toxic Avenger. Well, Avengers. here's something you don't know. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I remember my mom and dad came back from a vacation and my dad was like, Eugene, you will not believe the movie that we watched on uh, on cable one night. I'm like, okay. You are not going to say The Toxic Avenger. And he was like, it's about this guy that oh gets dumped goodness. in toxic waste and turns into this creature hero thing. And <laughs> I, am I am not, not this making is, this, this cannot, up. There's no way this is true. I am not making this up. Dad was like, the movie was called The Toxic Avenger. I'm like... Whatever you just said, I'm going to watch as soon as I can. And he was like, it was really, like, he was like, it was really violent. I'm like, y- go on, okay? And, Wait, and I love that this was even before you watched it. Yes, my dad, who, uh, those of you don't, that don't know him, he doesn't really watch <laughs> movies, uh, especially stuff like this. But he watched, not just the Toxic Avenger, but he watched uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 and uh, Blade Runner in the theaters with not me included and that's just that's wrong but anyway <laughs> the toxic avenger he watched uh and because of my dad which is funny I'm like okay well I have to watch this and then I one of our trips to the what wherever where a VHS store would have been actually it was at the local mall there was a VHS rental store there and I saw it there on the shelf I'm like oh wow that's the movie my dad was talking about how can I watch this movie as soon as humanly possible and then eventually I you know, I went to a friend's house and his mom let us rent the movie and I fell in love with it and I still love The Toxic Avenger. It is, I think, by far the best thing out of Troma ever. Uh, obviously directed by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, the two guys behind Troma, but it's, it's a superhero movie you see. It's, mm. yeah, something. <laughs> uh, it's, it's low, obviously the movie's low rent and cheesy and silly and ridiculous, but it's still, I think holds up as a an artifact of the '80s that was unique, and uh, it basically, if you watch that, you can see what the the best parts of Trauma are in the Toxic Avenger, and there's some other good stuff out of Trauma, and it's going to be in the similar vein of the Toxic Avenger, like the uh, uh, Poltergeist and Terror Firmer and Class of Nukem High. There's a handful of of I hate to say quality stuff but entertaining stuff from Troma and The Toxic Avenger sits on the the pedestal of the gold medal winning uh, Is it even a
0: pedestal? I think it's
1: more like a milk crate that somebody flipped over and just kind of... Eh, yeah, it's eh. yeah, it's the milk carton that did not break and shatter <laughs> and have rotten milk all over the floor. It's the non-breakable <laughs> milk carton. That's the Toxic Avenger. They set their travel.
0: award on top of it, and it's uh, basically a fifth grade soccer award that says most improved.
1: Yes, <laughs> most improved. <laughs> I I like the fact that I I asked Lloyd Kaufman when we, when we went to the return... To Newcomb High screening. I like that I asked him, so that car flip that was in every big trauma movie, so what's the story behind that? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know what I'm talking about, douche. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nope. Film it well, every time. That's what I love about Lloyd Kaufman is he's just, he's Lloyd Kaufman. He's a maniac. So should I go on about the Toxic Avenger, a blind lady that,
0: no, 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 no. Uh, you've reviewed it many times on the show. Go, uh, give me a couple more.
1: Okay. Okay, so next up that I just watched because of actually because of another podcast that I listened to, they reviewed a movie and I'm like, "Ah, you know, I haven't seen that in a while. Give that one another shot." And I watched 1971's A Bay of Blood from uh, Mario Bava. Have you watched Bay of... Bay of Blood? Yes. A, a Bay of Blood or Bay of Blood? It's yeah, A Bay of Blood. Oh, Bay of Blood, A Bay of Blood, Twitch of the Death Nerve. It has all sorts of uh, alternate titles. Great. um, Have you... I... Was this the... uh, I might be totally wrong here.
0: Was this the one that uh, there was a dinner party and a mansion and lots of curtains waving in the wind and a knife and... That mm, one... I feel like I started watching... somebody in a wheelchair, maybe? Uh,
1: Yes, the beginning does have someone in a wheelchair.
0: I think I, well, I think I at least
1: started watching it. I don't know. I'd have to look at my review files to see if I actually did watch it. Well, so I, I think I've grown to appreciate the movie, not because of how well made it is, but because of how influential the movie was. Because watching A Bay of Blood, uh, you see all of the things that uh, future slasher movies took from this movie. This is, in my opinion, this is one of the first slasher movies that there was like the giallo had been established by this point, but there are so many nods uh to this movie from Friday the 13th part two, especially that movie uh, like, scenes taken directly from this movie that are in Friday the 13th part two. I'm like, this, that's, that's Bay of blood. Um mm-hmm. It's better in Friday the 13th part two, but it was very influential for its time as a kind of the, the 10 little Indians type of scenario where there's, here's your group of people. Someone's knocking them off. Who's knocking them off? And there's, and only Italian fashion. It's hard, kind of hard to follow where it shouldn't be hard to follow. Like who's doing what and why and their flashbacks, but it's quirky and Italian enough to where it's quite enjoyable. By no means is this the director's best movie, but i Appreciate what this was for its time, and this was before Friday the 13th, before Halloween, even before Black Christmas, which was kind of the American, well, Canadian-slash-American movie that kicked <laughs> off the slasher movie that would later come. So, I mean, that's Bob Clark in 1974, Um which is – And when was Halloween? Halloween was 78. Hmm. So, but Bay of Blood was 71. And even before then, Mario Baba was doing more slasher type stuff. Uh, yeah, it,
0: Italy definitely had the hand up on yeah. that kind of stuff.
1: In my opinion, I think that the slasher movie was born in Italy from, from Dario Argento and Mario Baba. Is anybody Bava.
0: arguing that point
1: with you? I don't think so. Maybe they shouldn't <laughs> okay. because I can't think of one slasher movie or this type of movie that was made in the United States back way, way, way back then. But anyway, I I like Mario Bava movies. You, I know that you've seen a couple of his movies. Um, but I, yeah, I appreciate liked, him. I believe
0: I've liked the ones that I've seen as well, too. Yeah. I, I, I swear I might have watched this one. I'm not sure. But yeah. when it comes to Giallos, I cannot keep track of most of them because they're just
1: so formulaic. Yeah, they are. I know they are. But boy, back in the day, it's just it's cool to see his resume He did so many things that were later copied, and I think that's so cool. I know I'm like all the way down to like Ridley Scott's Alien. Uh, Yeah. The Planet of the Vampires was in 1965, and watching that movie, I watched it twice now, and I'm like, Ridley Scott, I'm not sure if he went on record as saying it or not, but I'm like, dude, that guy got ideas from from that movie. He had to have. I mean, it, mm. it's right there on screen, so I I appreciate that. I think that's really cool. Anyway, Babe. blood, agree. good movie. It's not great, but it's for me being the horror guy, I appreciate it more and more the more times I watch it for what it is. Cool. Okay, I'm going to do one more, and then I'm going to give you a bonus round. Okay,
0: great. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, The Walk. In 1974, high wire artist Philippe Petit a team of people to help him realize his dream to walk the immense void between the World Trade Center towers starring Joseph Gordon Levitt Levitt and a whole bunch of French people uh yeah do you remember this movie? it came out a couple years ago I I never got to see it but it looked good it was one that I picked up super cheap, a couple bucks Blu-ray, I'm like eh, it's Zemeckis That, that should be worth checking out at least and I like the trailer and JGL. I'm in for pretty much anything he does. And I'm going to give this movie a grade of about a B plus.
1: Oh wow! But that comes
0: nice. with that well, comes with some fairly big caveats. Let me get into the positives first. If it were just the positives on this movie, I'd probably give this thing an A plus. I'm not kidding. This movie, most of it, is fantastic. I don't usually think of myself as somebody ha- who has a problem with heights. There are some times in movies where they do these big sweeping, realistic shots over the edges of buildings and shit like that, or cliffhanger where they're hanging by one hand in the middle of the wire. You remember that in the yeah. beginning, that kind yeah, of, where where I have this problem where like my calves immediately kind of seize up and tingle, and the bottoms of my feet cramp because I'm like. Fuck, I'm falling. Like, I get this weird Ferris wheel feeling. And then, then I have a problem with heights, apparently. But most of the time, it's not that big a deal. I'll go, I'll go up to the top of a tall building and kind of look out the observatory. Like, that's not going to bother me. But then I see people doing these weird things in skyscrapers where they're like, Oh, they got a a glass walkway. And I get, I almost collapse on the floor. Like, nah, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, this movie was basically um, 123 minutes of that feeling. I I I can't remember the last time that a movie has stressed me out as much as this movie did. I'm not kidding. I sat in this office watching this Blu-ray, pouring sweat, and and my feet cramping up. I, I it almost like I, there were times I had to get up and walk away because of the way that he filmed this thing with this the the, the two towers it affected me in a way that not necessarily good, but I have to give a lot of applause for the filmmaking because damn, that there aren't a lot of films that can make me feel that way. Um, JGL is awesome. As always, he's playing a Frenchman. So his <sighs> French accent is a little questionable at times. It's almost, yeah, I don't know. It's fine, but it's a little questionable at times. Okay. The acting is all in point. I mean, the the, seriously, it's a drama, but there's, do you call it a thriller when it's a guy putting himself in peril? I don't know. But, I mean, when he's out on that wire, dude, I mean, my God. It seriously gives me the sweats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, let me, I'm sure you're waiting for the negatives. Here's the negatives. Yeah. And this is really disappointing that I have to even say this, but it's a filmmaking film technique, or it's just a filmmaking issue. It starts off with him clearly on a green screen, but he's standing up on the flame on the Statue of Liberty. Hello, my name is Philippe Petit, and I'm gonna, let me tell you my story of da da, da, da. And you're like, alright, he's he's just setting up. His story. And then it's a Forrest Gumpy type of thing where I was born here and my parents were into this. I ran away and joined the circus and I got into High Wire Act. Okay, that's fine. It's loaded with voiceover. This entire movie is just loads of voiceover. We we are never in question about what he's thinking about. Okay, fair enough. But also, every 15, 20 minutes, we cut back to Joseph Gordon-Leavitt standing by the flame on the Statue of Liberty, talking to the camera. Well, and then I felt this, and I had felt like I had to do this, and I'm like, you could have cut all that out. There was no need for any of that to be in there. You could have just condensed his actual voiceover in the movie if you absolutely had to, and this movie would have been at least 15 minutes shorter, I I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, every time I went back to that shot, it's like, you just ripped me out of the movie. Like, you could have added so much more drama to it and made it feel more like a movie if you had quit doing that. But they kept cutting back to that. I feel like they did it six times? Like, it, like enough! And even when the event was over, we're cutting back to JGL standing on the Statue of Liberty talking to me again. And I'm like, just put it in the movie. Just have him voice over bits of the movie and be done. And... but. Why are we back here so many times? Overall, this is a must watch movie at least once in your life. He shot the thing in 3D. Watching this thing in 3D in like an IMAX scenario where you're like three, three rows too close as you should be to get a proper IMAX 3D effect. I probably would have run screaming from the theater. (laughs) It's, it's so intense when he's on the wires and his, Calm about being on the wires doubles the unsettling feeling, at least
1: for me. If you have a problem with heights, I don't know where you are. do you? I do, yes, very much so. You very much watch so. this that's movie. probably why I haven't watched it yet because I I hate flying because <laughs> of the height. I'm going to be honest with you; I can't
0: give you any horror movies for October because you watch every horror movie you've seen them all. There's nothing I have to offer you. If you watch this movie in October, I will count it as a horror movie for you. If you have a problem with heights,
1: <laughs> I
0: do. I, it's a blu ray. I have so yeah. they, they, one one to offer you.
1: Okay, I will gladly. You can accept. totally
0: watch. You can totally watch this one with the wife too. Okay, I, <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on this movie. It's a Zemeckis. At the very end, at the end of the day, you know it's at least going to be enjoyable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if there was any movies from him that I outright hated or like really didn't like. I like him as a director. Yep, I do too. And I would love for him to take over The Flash.
0: Mm. He is the perfect person to take over that material. Why? Think of like Back to the Future. Oh. Like he can handle comedy and sci-fi. And The Flash needs to be kind of funny. And it's loaded with sci-fi. Yeah. Obviously. He needs to be the one to take over that property. He would nail the tone of that movie, I think. I would love it. Anyway... Uh back to you uh, bonus round for you and then
1: we will do coming soon and wrap up. Okay. I I just have one movie that I'm going to quick talk about and then I'll be done. And I'm actually I'm not quite done watching it yet. I've got about a eh, about a half hour left in the movie and uh the reason I'm watching this is because we have a, a double header Wes Craven uh marathon, not marathon, but just a double header of Wes Craven movies coming to our theater. In uh October, on Halloween, we've got Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. And so I'm like, ah, you know, I should catch up on some Wes Craven movies. So uh, I thought, well, I've watched, all you know, some of his better known stuff numerous times. But I'm like, you know, I haven't watched Deadly Blessing in a long time. So I've Never even heard of that one. From 1981, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to give that one another shot. And so I started watching it. And I got to say, I haven't watched it in a while, but... I'm really enjoying that movie this round. Now this is um kind of a not kind of. It's a very slow burn type horror movie where it's kind of creepy, but it's more of the um oh, how do I say this? Um it's hard honestly, it's hard to explain. There's a lot of what would come later in his career. There's some Nightmare on Elm Street stuff going on in there. Um uh anyway, so Deadly Blessing is about a is <laughs> basically about an Amish uh, Amish sect in rural America and uh one of the guys has been excommunicated and he's married and um he m- mysteriously gets killed. So she to comfort herself, she has some of her friends visit and Then some strange goings-on start to happen to her friends, including Sharon Stone, who I guess was having an affair with Wes Craven's wife, causing them to divorce after this. So there's some trivia for you. Um, uh, And they're all Amish? In the movie, there's like Hittites or whatever. But, oh yeah, they got the beards and they they look legit Amish in the movie. Like, it's not like, oh, your actor is acting Amish. They look like the real deal, uh, and the leader of here's what's cool. The leader of the group is uh, Ernest Borgnine. Which this sounds amazing. Yeah, it's so weird, and it, and Ernest Borgnine's name is Isaiah Schmidt in the movie. I'm like, oh, perfect, <laughs> perfect. He's of an artist Jew. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Oh, but uh, <laughs> lots of random gratuitous nudity and tarantulas appear for no reason and then the Hittites are all talking about the incubus is coming and the incubus and this and that and uh, there's a half hour left in the movie and I don't re- I don't quite remember how the movie is going to end, but I am like I am so and in- oh and um uh, oh with the the big bald guy from uh, from the hills have eyes. On the cover of the hills have eyes. Yeah, and, yeah, I know who you mean. I almost he's said he's kind of it. the um, the not quite all there. Yeah, the endbred local. Yeah, yeah the endbred local yeah. Hittite. Yeah, so yeah. he's he. uh I have to see this movie. <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> it's so weird, and it's. I mean, it's it's horror, but it's it's like slow burn horror, but it's it's early eighties enough where it's like. I'm totally into this weird Amishness going on, and thou shalt and thee and thou and like <laughs> Cause what? That's such bullshit. Because I don't talk like
0: that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm into any Amish movies.
1: And, Who isn't? and, and most of the most of the uh, the girls in the movie that are not Hittite, Hittites or Amish, whatever, they they are always sporting shirts with no bras on. So I'm like, so obviously all of the Hittites are like, Ugh, what's you know, like oh these heathens incubus women from the outside. and So basically, this movie
0: this movie is a blessing, but it's a deadly blessing. It's a deadly
1: blessing, yes.
0: Oh, I just... Which makes no sense. I love none. that the, the title is... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ernest Borg 9. There you go. Thumbs up! Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Do another one. Oh. Oh, all right. I, I like what you've been watching. Okay. Oh, anything okay. Any, Anything you've teased? Um... Uh, let's see here. I can I can find something. Just bear with me here, just a second. Let me just look through the list of shit. Um, looking for anything big, anything that you
0: you know, might have missed that you've been teasing, or you know. Let's see here.
1: Um, we got to cross those t's and dot those i's. I don't want us to miss <laughs> stuff. Oh, I mean, I go back through my list. I'm like the mad. Oh, I touched that. I think I said fuck that movie. Um, yeah, you did. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. I talked about Butcher Baker. No. Oh, there we go. Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Code red. Bring it on. (laughs) That sounds
0: like the worst Shel Silverstein poem ever written.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it is. Um, So Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. so let's talk about that real quick. An orphaned teenager finds himself being dominated by his aunt, who's hellbent on keeping him with her at all costs. This movie is so weird, uh, with a title like that it should be. And it's all it also goes by the uh title Um Night Deadly Blessing. <laughs> <With> bakers and <laughs> Deadly Nightmare Baker Maker. Um <laughs> Wow! Um, Night warning. Night warning is the other title for the movie, which is like butter churn. Sad time. Yeah. Oh, Sharon Stone nipping out in the tank top, and uh, we are falling apart at the seams here. I'm just telling you right now. No, we're doing fine. Yeah, sure. Barn raising. Happy time. If you can't find a good title for this episode in the last five minutes, then. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be fighting to f-
1: figure out which one wins. Wow, oh, but there's a police. So there's a police officer that's trying to figure out like what's going on here because there was a murder and the the aunt is spoiler alert she's completely batshit crazy and she's obsessed with this teenager uh, that she killed his parents and so now she's she's watching over him and. And the whole, like, the entire way through this movie, like, this police officer is non-stop making, like, homophobic slurs, like, overtly, to where it's like, this is weird. Um, and it really doesn't go anywhere, and it makes the movie all the more bizarro. I'm like, where, where is this supposed to go? Like, you're insinuating that the teenager, this guy is a homosexual, but, He's not, but it doesn't shouldn't matter. And what? And and then the aunt keeps killing people. And then I don't remember how the movie ends because it's code red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's code red. $30. Maker, maker.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's code red. Thirty dollars, and I own it. And I'm like, yeah, it's. <laughs> Something that's not that good, but I'll watch it again for another ten times, probably. That's it. I'm yeah, done.
0: Why? Why not? You can't remember anything about it. It's like watching it for the first time again. It is.
1: Yes. <laughs> that title is so great. Oh, it's. It is. It's, yeah. Uh, okay. You... Coming.
0: Yeah. Coming soon. I'll, I'll I'll go first on coming soon since you got a bonus round. Yeah. I scored some VHS today. Happened by a thrift store, the one my mother runs actually, and I always like to go through the back room. Because I have that kind of access. And I spent like three whole dollars. But I got some good shit. I think, anyway. Some real classic... Let me grab them here. Covers. I don't don't think I mentioned it on the show, but I got the Hobbit clamshell. The original animated Hobbit. Nice. That's cool. I'm going to watch that soon. Uh, And this is where I got... This is a... It's the Guns of Navarone, which I don't think I've seen... But it's one of those old ones that is... See how the cardboard oh, yeah. folds in? It's fully surrounded. I love that. It's in near-mint condition. I mean, it, it's in fantastic condition. Uh, I got The Bridge on the River Kwai. Good movie. Fantastic movie. And one that... Yeah, see, that's, that's a VHS for me. That, I don't need that in Blu-ray. I'm fine with that on VHS. Another Mystery Science Theater, The Wild World of Bat-Women. Bat wow, never seen that one. Me either. Fahrenheit 451. That's right. Have you ever seen this movie? I have not, no. Yeah, it's pretty good shit. That's sci-fi, uh, right? It is sci-fi, but it's old uh, 1960s sci-fi. Francois Truffaut. Okay. And a good film. I've seen it before and I remember liking it, but I seeing it on VHS. I want my, since I sold off the majority of, we both did our VHS collections. Yeah. And since I'm kind of open to collecting them again, I want them to be classic stuff that's cool. I want you to be able to look at my VHS collection and be like, that's cool to have. It's cool that that's on your shelf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Victor Borg. Are you familiar with Victor Borg? No. He is a pianist and a comedian, and his shit is fucking hilarious. Go to YouTube, hmm. look at Victor Borg, you will lose yourself down a rabbit hole of fucking hilarious shit. He sits at a piano and does comedy. It's indescribable, but it is so damn funny. I found a tape that's two hours of him doing shit. 50 cents, I'm in. Yep. And last but not least, a movie that I have taken great pains to shit upon and taken a lot of shit for shitting on. But I looked at it and I said, you know what? I think, I, oh, think I, nice. I think that I want guns in my movie instead of flashlights. So I have ET the extraterrestrial, the one of the original uh yeah. VHS. Beauty. That's awesome. Fantastic condition. All of these were just Yeah just fantastic condition. I could not pass it up for fifty cents. Because it's the original,
1: yeah. Like it,
0: it has the guns in it. That's cool. I, so, yeah.
1: for what it is, for, for what it's worth, that
0: movie was, yeah. Like I t- said, I want you to be able to look at my VHS shelf and go, "That's sweet. That's yeah. cool." That you know, like every movie is like, "Oh, that's cool." It's not just a generic shit.
1: Yeah,
0: and there's a reason to own that copy.
1: There is. Are yeah. there any
0: DVD copies that had the guns in?
1: I'm not sure if there is. I know that the Blu-ray that I have does not have that in. Yeah. So That
0: version I watched on Netflix, it was all flashlights. Yeah. Or walkie-talkies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, I'm going to be going through this pile again. Not E.T. That can just rot on the shelf. Uh, but everything else I will be going through. You can count on that. Uh, Back to you. What's coming soon?
1: Okay, the number one movie that I'm looking forward to watching is the newly released Blu-ray of John Landis' 1992 vampire movie called Innocent Blood. Have you seen that movie? I have not. Okay, well, that's coming soon. It's uh, basically a – I have not watched this movie in many, many, many years, possibly since I saw it in the theater. Uh, But it's about this girl that uh, takes on the mob. She's a vampire and she takes on the mob. There you go. What – Where's the innocent blood there? I'm not sure. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know. I will find out.
0: Is it a comedy thing too? Like it's yes. and...
1: action comedy, crime, whatever. Okay. It, it, probably, I'm hoping that it has the John Landis American Werewolf in London type humor. But I, I remember nothing of the movie other than it's so on Blu-ray now. I can't wait to watch it. I should be. Well, I'll have watched that by next podcast. I don't even know if I've heard of that one. Yeah, 1992. It did not do that good in the theaters, and I guess the Blu-ray release is the uncut version. The American release uh through the years has only been R-rated, and I think the European cut was uncut, and that's what this is. So it, it was a violent, gory movie, Uh so that's a good thing. I can't wait. <laughs> there you go. Um okay so that's uh probably one of the main ones that I'm going to watch and I got some Disney Blu-rays that I'm looking to rewatch like uh The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, um stuff like that cuz I'm a Disney whore so I've I I love watching that stuff um with my wife especially she loves that so that's a great you know wife type thing. Um and also Ben-Hur the new remake is on Amazon Prime and my wife had wanted to watch that and I've seen it already which it's not near as bad as people say it is I don't think it's nowhere near the original but it wasn't that bad and I'm going to watch that with her here real soon as well Um but I, I'm sure that I'm going to watch some horror nonsense as you know on top of all this stuff because innocent blood is horror but not horror nonsense like the stuff that I watch yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So here it is. Uh Lucio Fulci's uh what's it called? I'm getting that next week. Lucio <laughs> Fulci. I don't I was, know. I was it. waiting for you to say the mummy. The new yeah. mummy. <laughs> oh, oh, and that too. I'm going to rent that here soon. I haven't watched that yet, but I'm going to I'm going to get on that. It's soon. all good. That that Ben-Hur movie isn't at the library now and I'm like, eh. is you it as watch long it as the,
0: I will, but is it as long as the old Ben-Hur?
1: It's the truncated version. I'll tell you what, there's two action scenes in it that are really good, and one of them is the boat scene, where he's down in the gallows, you know, with the, rowing the boat. That was a yeah. good scene. It's not bad. Okay. I'll um, check it out. I don't have anything against
0: that, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little panicky about October, that I'm going to be just drowning in giallos and slashers. You, you will can go me. ahead and strip, strip most of those. I, I don't want any black love killer shit this year. Because... Ah. I watched like fifty of them last year. I feel like I did I, I they all blended together, and I don't remember any of them it's i I want creature features, monster movies. You can give me horror movies, lots of those, but uh, <laughs> uh so so in preparation for that, let me just prepare everybody. I'm probably gonna watch a lot of comic book movies in the next week because yeah. after that. It's Eugene time.
1: (laughs) Scraping (laughs) the bottom of the cesspool. Here we go. I'm not
0: not saying that, but I'm going to be forced into Eugene world where I only get to... where he fists me with all kinds of the shit that he lives on every...
1: Every Every day. Yep. And which leads me to the last movie that I'm going to be watching here soon. I'm not sure if I'm going to have it watched by next episode, but it's Lucio Fulci's The Devil's Honey and the cover looks like Flashdance, but directed by Lucio Fulci. So, there's that. Flashdance on skeletons. Oh, there's a dog in the cover, too. She's smoking, and I I have no idea what to expect, but please... The dog
0: s- is smoking?
1: No, there's a dog that's like... I, you have to see the cover to believe it. It's so... What the hell is going on in this picture? I don't know. But Flashdance, you know the movie Flashdance? I've heard of it. Okay, so it's a dancer, and she's sitting like legs spread on a chair, and then there's there's a dog panting behind. I'm putting I'm putting
0: baby in a corner. This episode is done. Oh, I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Eric Marner. I'll see you next week, buddy. Okay,
1: bye, bye. Listening.